Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day and welcome back. Darren Mitchell here on this Thursday, 18th of November, 2021. You're listening to the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. So great to have you on board for yet another episode, today being episode number 377. So if you've been with me from the beginning, uh, thank you. Thank you for uh, thank you for letting me uh, talk into your earbuds on a daily basis. And if you're rel- relatively new to the podcast, welcome aboard. Thanks for dropping by and hopefully there's enough that I talk about today that enables you to uh, want to come back and listen to tomorrow's episode, but maybe also check out some of the back catalogue. So um, uh, pleasure to have you on board. Uh, in today's episode, I've um, alluded to this last week, I've been working on a project with a number of people, part of a team, uh, and an absolute privilege to be working with and helping to facilitate a huge program for Australia's biggest and oldest airline, Qantas, uh, helping the guys return to the international skies now that the international borders are starting to open up, vaccination rates in various various different countries are now at a level where the various governments believe it's a little bit safer to open up the open up the borders. And so working with a program uh, to help all of the international cabin crew and all the leaders get back into the air, uh, given that many of them have not been traveling and flying for the last 20 months. So um, as we talk about a lot in terms of learning atrophy, with the uh, airline industry such a huge, having a huge, huge focus on safety and Qantas being recognized as probably one of the, if not the safest airline in the world, uh, it's really important to get these guys flight fit and get them to uh, tap back into all the habits and knowledge that they've been using for many, many years, but perhaps have gone a little bit um, a little bit quiet in the last 20 months because a lot of them have doing, been doing alternative and secondary employment because 90% of the of the organisation was unfortunately stood down at the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, but this whole program is, is just a phenomenal opportunity, not just as a facilitator, but uh, to be part of the relaunch of such an iconic brand and a point in history which, which we'll look back on and hopefully reflect on this being the only time where a industry has been relaunched and specifically, specifically an airline has been relaunched. And funnily enough, uh, airline the airline Qantas has just turned 101 years old. Now, I don't know whether this is some sort of uh, weird coincidence, but I found out yesterday from one of the, one of the guys that uh, Qantas was actually founded in 1920 by three people and they they created and founded an airline at the back end of the Spanish flu which was happening in the late uh, 19 teens if that's a word before the 1920s uh, and 101 years later the Qantas uh, brand the Qantas airline has been relaunched at the back end hopefully of this COVID pandemic. So very very excited and most of all very very privileged to be part of such a uh, such an important program in Australia's history. And a great thing about this is we're getting to work with a group of Qantas facilitators who have been in the business, uh, many of them probably 15, 20 years plus, and they, their experience is in being part of cabin crew. They're not experienced in facilitation. Now, it's, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal opportunity because if you've been listening to the podcast a lot, you know that I absolutely love coaching. I love mentoring. That's what I do. 
but I also love facilitation. So when I'm not facilitating, I'm coaching and I'm mentoring. And when I'm not doing coaching and mentoring, I am facilitating, whether it be face-to-face or in over Zoom. Um, and what it, what it has done the last week or so is it really brought back memories of learning for me on how to facilitate and train when I started 10 years ago. And back then, I actually didn't know what I didn't know. Now, what's interesting is a lot of the guys have gone through some, I guess, fast-tracked train-the-trainer type training to learn the content. But what they haven't been able to learn necessarily is the facilitation skills that it takes to be a really engaging facilitator. And to say that many of them are nervous, they're wanting to get the content right, and they're desperate to do a great job, it would be an understatement. So it's such a privilege to be able to work with these guys who have so much knowledge of the industry and so much knowledge of the organization and help them bring to life the content in a way that is really engaging for the people who they're training, i.e. the cabin crew and the onboard leaders through the programs that we're running and to help them develop a new set of skills that hopefully will enable them to even broaden their horizons within the Qantas organization even further. Uh, but also in their role as onboard cabin managers, because many of the facilitators are senior managers within the organization, uh, help them become even better leaders and influencers back when they're flying themselves in the international skies. And so the last few days in particular, memories have come flooding back for when I was first learning how to facilitate. And to say that I was put under through the ring of fire would be an understatement. Having to stand in front of a group, uh, start to deliver what would be the beginning of a presentation or the beginning of some sort of facilitation and have really experienced facilitators break that down, challenge you, get you to change your stance, get you to change what you actually say, say it in a different way, say this, say that, say stay silent, whatever the case might be, was was an initiation by fire. But 10 years have gone and there's been so much that I've actually been able to learn. And one of the biggest things that I've learned over the whole journey is this thing called consistency. Just being in a position to do things on a consistent basis. Now, I've talked, I've talked many, many times on the podcast, the fact that consistency in and of itself, when you listen to that word and you look at that word, it's not sexy, right? It, it, doesn't, it doesn't fill the room with charisma, right? It's not one of the great words like extraordinary or exceptional. Consistency, though, compounds. And consistency will always lead to victory if we're doing the things in the right way and if we're looking at how we can continue to improve and jump out of our comfort zone. So the big, a big kudos to the guys that we're working with at Qantas right now because each and every one of them, even though they know the content and even though standing up in front of a group is completely foreign to them and even though for many of them, it's also presenting and facilitating in front of people who they know quite well and who they've worked with for many, many years, just to get out of the comfort zone and stand up in front of a group and make such a massive contribution to the, to the whole program is massive, massive kudos to them, and, and one of the conversations I had yesterday with Michelle, who I was helping facilitate with, uh, we talked about the fact that progress versus perfection is the mantra that we want to live by. It's not about getting it right, it's about doing what we can with what we have at that particular moment and doing the very, very best we can to provide an experience for the people who are in the room at that particular moment rather than focusing on getting it right. Because one of the things that I learned the hard way was not having to learn the content verbatim but learning the context and how do I create that context for the content to come alive in the room with the people that I'm actually delivering a presentation for or facilitating a workshop with. And so I want to talk a little bit about consistency here. And the key message today is, is consistency. Now, whether you're a sales leader, whether you do a lot of uh, facilitation yourself in terms of uh, pitching 
pitching sessions where you have to do a lot of uh, workshops with your team in terms of strategy sessions, but also if you're a salesperson who's required to do a lot of pitching sessions, run your own strategy sessions, do a lot of presentations, and maybe even facilitate some workshops, whether it be with internal key stakeholders, or sometimes you might actually bring your customer and that ecosystem together and run some workshops yourself. I want you to focus on this thing called progress over perfection, and with that comes consistency. Now, I mentioned a few minutes ago that consistency will always lead to victory. Now, I firmly believe that. Now, you might be sitting there and others might disagree with that, and that's perfectly okay because, and the reality is not everybody's going to win. But just because you don't win doesn't mean there isn't a victory there. So what I'm talking about here is consistency will always lead to victory insofar as if we stay in the game and we continue to learn and we're moving forward, then that is a victory because over time, consistency will compound. Just like compound interest, you put money into a bank, um, I don't put it in a bank and a savings account, but if you invest your money over time, it will grow because interest compounds. Same thing with effort, same thing with facilitation, same thing with anything we do. So staying in the game, consistency is the key and progress over perfection is the key. So yesterday, Michelle was doing her very first workshop and I shared with her during the day that 10 years ago, I was doing my very first workshop outside of just corporate. I've been doing many in corporate in my role as a sales leader, but outside of corporate, I was doing the first sort of facilitation. And to say that I was absolutely shitting myself, excuse the French, would be an understatement. And I knew how she felt. But here's the thing. She was excited and she'd done the preparation. So that's the key thing, first of all, knowing the content. You need to know your content. You need to know what you're talking about. That will give you confidence. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean it gives you power because knowledge in and of itself is not powerful. It only becomes powerful when you use it. But knowing the content will give you a level of confidence that, you know what, I know what I'm talking about. And therefore, it's just a matter of me stepping up to the plate and therefore delivering that. And kudos to Michelle yesterday because that's exactly what she did. She stepped up to the plate. She'd done the preparation. She knew her content. And it was just now a matter of stepping up to the plate and putting herself into a position outside of her comfort zone where she could actually deliver that content. So we ran a workshop yesterday, absolutely did it on time. She nailed the content. She had a great time. She was absolutely fatigued like you wouldn't believe at the end of the day. But guess what? She enjoyed it. She said, right, there's one down, many, many more to go. And we're reloading. We're back on stage again tomorrow working together. So looking forward to that. So the key message out of today, whether you're a sales leader, salesperson, or somebody just listening to this and thinking about how can I build consistency and how can I get better because my boss is always asking me to get results. First and foremost, if you can focus on consistency, and if as a leader, if you're the worst feedback you ever get is the fact that you're consistent, then you've done a phenomenal, phenomenal job. So some things to think about when it comes to consistency. Uh, Number one, put yourself into a position where you need to step up to the plate, even when you don't feel like doing it. And you know, there's to be days you wake up and think, you know what, I don't feel it. I don't feel like it today. I don't feel like having that meeting. I don't feel like having that conversation. I really couldn't be bothered having that difficult, difficult conversation I've got to have with my salesperson, but I'm going to have to do it anyway because consistency will always lead to victory. So when you're not feeling like it, do it anyway. That will drive consistency. So it's the discipline that sits behind it. So stepping up to the plate, give, give yourself an opportunity wherever you can to deliver content. So get out of your comfort zone. Now, if that means, and I remember saying this to many, many early clients, and this is something that I learned very early on in the piece as well, is whenever there's an opportunity for somebody within a group situation who's looking for a volunteer, looking for some assistance, put your hand up, volunteer, be the first person to volunteer. Why? Because it gets you out of your comfort zone and gets you moving forward in a, in a positive direction. Whether you know whether you do it well or not, it doesn't matter. But the fact that you've actually put your hand up and said, yep, I'm going to jump out of my comfort zone, 
and I'm going to step out and do something, then guess what? I'll start to make progress. And the more progress I make, the more consistency I can build, the better results I'm going to get. So give yourself an opportunity to deliver content. If you can, run workshops. Run little workshops with your team. Run workshops with your customers. Facilitate forums. Facilitate meetings. Whatever you can do to get outside of your comfort zone to continue to put yourself in a position to make progress and drive consistency. And do this even when you are not actually ready because it puts you in a position and it challenges you to start to think on the spot. Just like I had to do all those years ago when I was learning facilitation for the very first time. I had to get really, really nimble on my feet and to think quickly. And I recorded a podcast earlier this week about the utilization of what's in front of me. Now, what I do now is I utilize whatever is in front of me when I'm running a workshop and use that to weave in the content to what I'm teaching, what I'm facilitating. Now, to other people, and I often get this feedback, they often ask me, how did you do that? What was your thought process behind that? And it's very difficult to explain it because, as I said the other day, it's very difficult to teach utilization. But what it does require is it requires hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours on your feet, doing things that you don't know what the results are going to be and getting feedback, working out what works and what doesn't work. But the key message is being consistently consistent in standing up in front of groups and delivering a message and facilitating that message because over time, it starts to compound. So as I was explaining to Michelle yesterday, because she was asking me questions at the end as we were doing a debrief, she said, how, do you do, how did you do that? That was amazing. And I said, well, it's, it's 10 years of work, so I can't, I can't give you the magic pill and say, there you go, have that and everything will be fine. It takes work and it takes consistency. So that's when we arrived at the theme for us working together, that progress over perfection is where we're going to be. And as I said to her, I'm still making progress. I am nowhere near where I want to be as, as a facilitator, as a coach, as a, as a trainer, or as a mentor. Still learning, still still grappling with uh, a lot of stuff, uh, still worrying about whether my message is going to resonate or not, but having faith that I'm going to still step up to the plate even when I don't feel I'm 100% ready, and even some days when I don't actually feel like it, because consistency will always lead to victory. And the key thing around all of this as well and remembering is uh, about consistency, about discipline, is it's always reviewing, reflecting, and reloading. So always doing at the end of every facilitation session, at at the end of every coaching session, there's always a review period, there's always a reflection period, and there's always a reloading period in terms of, okay, what did I learn? What worked well? What didn't work so well? And what am I going to do differently next time? Because in order for consistency to compound, Uh, You need to make sure you're constantly learning. What is the key lessons that come out of every single session and how can I take the good bits? How can I get the bits to make some additional changes so that the next time I step up to the plate, I can implement those changes and get some feedback and hopefully move towards mastery because that's where it's all about, moving towards mastery but making progress the focus rather than perfection being the focus. So with that message, I hope that serves you, whether you're a sales leader or a salesperson seeking to increase your level of influence, take a leaf out of Michelle's book. Don't wait to get it right. Don't wait to get it perfect. Don't wait to make it perfect. Focus on making progress because over time, consistency will always deliver you a level of victory because it will also, if you do the right thing and consistently get feedback, it will also give you and deliver you exceptional results. And that I can guarantee based on experience. So with that said, if you love some help, on all of this, if you love to work together one-on-one and help you in your quest to become an exceptional sales leader, I'd love to work with you one-on-one. If you're ready to go, and if you're more specifically and more importantly, if you're ready to invest in your own development, then let's jump on a Zoom call and have a conversation. Go to leadwithdarren.com. Pick a time that suits. We'll jump on Zoom, have a conversation about where you're at right now in terms of your leadership, where your team's at. 
but more importantly, where you want to get to over the next 90 days. And based on that, let's get to work. So I look forward to that conversation. And as always, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.